my why way back then is still the same. And even like the core principles of what I do, it still applies to today. So I always say, just follow those little whispers and your bliss crumbs. What kind of like, kind of gets you excited. Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Kathy Stowell is a business coach for mom coaches. She helps her clients get clarity on their niche, create their signature offer that delivers tangible results to their ideal clients, and implement a simple organic marketing planet inspired by their human design. Kathy lives in the cozy mountain town of Nelson, British Columbia, which is in Canada. Hello. With her mountain-loving man, their two teenagers and two mini I can't even pronounce it. She's obsessed with the Game of Thrones, triple shot lattes, and so am I, and getting today's Wordle in less than four tries. Please welcome Kathy Stowell. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. That was so fun how you read. Can I just quickly let the audience know I have two miniature dachshunds. Those are like wiener dogs. Oh, nice. That's so cute. I am obsessed with them. And when I knew I wanted to get one, I got a book called Dachshunds for Dummies. And that was the first lesson was how to say the word. It's not dash hounds. It's dachshunds. Oh, so fun dachshunds. fact. I got, got two it. mini wieners. Yeah, they are hilarious. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. I bet they're so adorable running around. Oh my God. It's, it kills me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm going to be like a, one of those crazy old ladies with a whole herd of them pulling her around. I addict it. <laughs> they're like chips. You can't just get one. I mean, they are adorable. Yeah. They're adorable, but slightly annoying. That's okay. Okay. I got it. <laughs> so Kathy, tell us a little bit, you know, of where you started, why you do what you do and and then we'll go from there. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Where I started, I actually started doing what I do today, which is I'm a business coach for moms to coach moms. It pretty much, oh man, I don't know how far back to go. It started at two points. The, um, the seed was planted when I had the vision of me being a mom. I knew, you know, I found my mountain loving man, Craig, and it was instant recognition that this is the man I want to be the father of my children or be married to at least. Right. And, um, so we got married pretty quick and I just was like, I want to really deeply spring clean my womb in preparation for children. (laughs) I wanted to really get physically, emotionally, and mentally prepared to become a mom. So I also wanted to just release some like family patterns. And, you know, I had some trauma, you know, like, you know, just some stuff I wanted to like really flush out of my system um, in the name of love. And so I went in for lots of body work and um, I just realized um, going through some alternative medicine routes, such as acupuncture and lots of like Reiki and 
<clears throat> those modalities that um, a theme came kept coming up was my throat chakra was blocked. So it was encouraged to um, get some creative outlets going on. So that turned me into a crafty monster. I was realizing the more that I engage in creative pursuits and creative expression, the more I felt like my energy flow. And so, yeah, I eventually did become pregnant. And once I was pregnant, another gift was I was really craving minimalism and simplicity in my days. And so becoming a mom, I was, I felt prepared because I noticed that that creative energy really equipped me with problem solving, replenishing what I call my bliss buckets. It gave me like it made me an interesting mom and keeping things simple allowed me to really foster more patience with my kids to just kind of ease into our days and really just design what I wanted our days to look like in this little um, safe place we call our home. So marrying those two aspects, creativity and simplicity, um, really um, inspired me to offer this guidance to moms. So I began as a life coach for moms. And then beyond that, I started coaching moms and they started saying, I want to do what you do. So then I was like, Hey, I can show you. So then I began offering coaching training in a program I called mama bliss coaching school. I offered that for eight years. And then I just shifted my focus on helping moms who are out of coaching training or who feel um, equipped to coach moms a couple of steps behind them to really home in on their messaging, keeping their business simple. So same principles, you know, that creative play so that they can more easily find the moms who are really praying for that specific kind of support. So my mission is to better the world one blissed out mom at a time by helping mom coaches get clients more simply. That's awesome. Okay. So how did you start like started like building your business? I know that it was because they asked you for the specific training, but then what made you kind of like position yourself online and start like monetizing it? Yeah, for sure. So this always goes back again to my mountain loving man. (laughs) Um, On one of our first dates, I think it was date number two. He asked me, what are your dreams? And I said, I want to live in the country. I grew up, my dad was a um, bush pilot slash crop duster. So we spent a lot of time um, on farms and I was so jealous of those kids. I'm like, you guys are so lucky. And so I always wanted to raise my kids around farm animals. And it's just something about that. I was just obsessed with slightly. So I told Craig that I, I want to live in the country and he's like, cool. Right. He's a very monotone <laughs> speaker. I'm like, awesome. I yeah, think he's I, I love me. I love having a garden. Like we have a garden. Oh. I did want it to have like a mini homestead. Yeah. I, I, I settled like we have about almost an acre. Nice. And yes. It's such a great yard. And so I have a oh. little mini orchid and then I have nice. my garden. And I love oh. saying, go get some fresh veggies oh. to the kids and they eat their vegetables. Yes. It's really awesome. Because they respect it more when it comes oh, yeah. from the land when they grow from seeds, they, we grew 
many of our plants from seed so exactly they see grow and they just love it so oh I, love the farm. I, I love the farm life too totally yeah I totally hear you and, and that's what we did we actually ended up having seven acres and Congratulations. we were able, yeah thank you um and we had cows and chickens and huge garden and exactly for the kids they would eat their veggies they would eat the cheese <laughs> eat everything that came from our land for sure. Um, so we made the big move from the city eight hours away to basically the middle of nowhere. We had the seven acres, we had a straw bale house. It was so idyllic. And I started blogging as a way for, to chronicle our adventures, right? Cause we were implementing permaculture principles and, um, really just, we had this blank canvas of land to create the gardens and stuff. So just kind of sharing with that and also sharing my hyper crafty adventures. So I love the creative outlet of blogging because it was connecting me to moms all over the world. And that's exactly. what happened. I was like, mm-hmm. how am I going to monetize this? Cause I'm ruined. I can't get like a mainstream job anymore, nor was there really any, um, prospects for, you know, employment out in the boonies. So then I started exploring ways to monetize my, what I'm doing here. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Like, this is like, man, my daughter's 17. Now I started like 17 years ago, Um, different landscape in terms of the online world. So I tried it all. I tried e-courses, Etsy shops. And meanwhile, I was blogging it all. I was like, I was building up a following. Blogging, blog. Yeah. Yeah. That is so that was the entryway. Yes. That is number one way that I recommend to yeah. my clients to market their businesses through blogging, because blogging really does open the door for new opportunities that come in for people to reach out, to build yeah. a community. It's a great marketing avenue. You can pin it. Pinterest is like so awesome, you know, to mm-hmm. get your message across even more. And I actually have a course called the blog cure for the, you know, nice. shameless plug in there. <laughs> yep, the blog cure, blogcure.com. Yeah, blogging <laughs> cures everything. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, a podcast is practically a blog, but it's just an audio form. But yes, but blogging is one of the ways that I do suggest. And you can blog through your Instagram account. You can blog through just your Facebook. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a website, but I do recommend it being a website so people can actually see your homepage and like check you out a bit, you know? But yeah, so you started, so you started blogging, then you asked yourself, okay, how can I monetize this? Then you noticed that you reached out to many moms and you started building a following. And so when you started building that following, then what happened? So for some reason, back in the day, I had an email list. Um, I'm just saying that out loud because when I decided, um, so the journey was basically, I really was having fun with Etsy, right? I was spinning yarn and then it was starting to get that community kind of um, exchange. So I would post this art yarn I created and I would name it after like one of my active followers and I would offer them as prizes and I would sell them. And then I opened up another shop because I went for five years. I didn't buy any clothes. I just made all my own clothes or, or I waited until yes. my mom. You were really living the farm life. I was <laughs> you- really, really into it. Yeah, no, the it was crazy. Reliant <laughs> life. It was crazy. We have so many funny adventures. Yeah. and But it wasn't sustainable, that aspect, right? Like making stuff 
and then being up until like late hours and then having to release it for pretty nominal change. So when I was like, this isn't sustainable. So I thought, um, well, coaching, right? Because then I started offering e-courses on how to sew and that was getting closer because then I started seeing um, an energetic exchange in a weird way. Well, first of all, it was more passive, right? Like I created the videos once and then, you know, in my sleep, I'd wake up and I'd have this PayPal notification. Yay, you sold a couple of spots, whatever. But it was more that energy exchange. What I mean by that, that I made this e-course and back in the day, I called it the backwoods mama's soap camp and together we would create. <laughs> you really embraced that life. <laughs> I really, it was like when we decided to move from there to this town, I'm like, it doesn't go with my branding. Where's the cow going to go? You know, <laughs> where's the cow going to go? That's funny. <laughs> um, but the energy exchange, what I was going to go with that is that when I would see the photos of these moms wearing the outfits that they made, and the look of pride in their face was just like, oh, they prioritize their own passions for once. It's like they got a permission slip to like, what do I really want to do? I want to make bloomers, right? Or I want to make a puffy apron skirt. And just seeing themselves wear it with such pride, that planted the seed of, I want to become a coach. So because I'm all about the simplicity and the creativity, uh, I got certified first as a simplicity parenting coach and then a creativity coach. And I melded those because the simplicity piece made the moms made not only parenting your kids easier, but also made you be the mom that you always dreamed you, you wanted to be. Um, but then I just announced it to my followers. I'm like, Hey, I just opening up my shingle to offer one-on-one coaching services who wants in and it sold like hotcakes. That's awesome. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) And so first you started coaching moms and then you transitioned to being a coach for coaches. And so when did you realize that that's where you wanted to be like, okay, now it's time for me to shift again. Mm -hmm. And was it hard? Was it difficult? Because, you know, those shifts can be. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was simultaneous, difficult, but easy. Um, because even though logically and also in my heart, it made sense because that is what really was lighting me up. I was getting more excited about the business business aspect of it. The brain is going to want to like keep the status quo. So I would like second guess my decision and I would kind of like flip flop. And then I would offer all these like weird offers. <laughs> just kind of like shooting myself in the foot when really, um, and that's why I'm such a stickler now for keeping it simple, really start loving your decisions. And, um, so what I mean by it was simple was because, um, I I call this following your bliss crumbs. I've always said this. I had a client of mine recently, um, because I'm all about, you know, the old you know, tap into your why, right? Like what really moves you emotionally, like how you want to impact the world with what you're doing. And one client recently said, well, did you always know your why? Like, how did you know way back in the day? Like I started coaching like 10 years ago. Um, Like, how did you decide on your why? And, you know, and I said, my why way back then is still the same. And even like the core principles of what I do, it still applies to today. So I always say, just follow those little whispers and your bliss crumbs. What kind of like 
kind of gets you excited. So again, um, I was meditating when I very first started off coaching. It's like, what is it that my followers keep asking me about? And they were curious. It's like, how are you doing all that you do? You're like homeschooling, you're homesteading, you're milking your cow every day, you're making cheese, you're spinning all this yarn, you're making all your outfits, right? And I sat with that question and it was like, oh, it comes from prioritizing my self-care, making sure that I am creating alongside my kids. Like my whole, I had a philosophy back then is like, I don't really play with my kids. I just allow them to play beside me. That was kind of how I was raised. Um, like boundaries, I suppose. It's like, this is time for us to do this. Now we're gonna do this together. And then um, to answer your question, it's just, it was kind of simple because I just noticed that I get more excited when we talk about the business component. But then I felt kind of like, ooh, but I'm releasing something that's bringing me um, very uh, consistent income and it's kind of what I'm known for. But I was starting to notice that this is what I'm truly passionate about. But then really, it was kind of simple because it still kind of interconnects. So even today, I my mission statement or my niche statement is I help mom coaches who are struggling with getting clients reach their income goals. I still offer my coaching training program to my private clients, or if someone reaches out to me, I feel really called to work with moms in a one-on-one private coaching capacity, but I don't know where to begin. I offer that as a bonus. So I always tell my clients, there's never a wasted effort on what you're offering. You can always keep that in your back pocket, pull it back in as a bonus, but just trust that if it's like lighting you up, there's a method to that madness for lack of better words. So it's just kind of go with it. And the clarity will come as you get out there and make these offers with, from your best hunch. Oh yeah. Um, I used to sew and I remember when, yeah, I did fashion shows and all that, all that jazz (laughs) and I didn't do my own clothing. I was more into like, I'll do some fashion I'll do, I'll dress some models and let them go down the runway. Right. And, um, while doing that, I did decide And this was before, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing currently, but I did decide that I'm like, you know what, let me, you know, let me teach someone how to sew, right? And the reason why I did this is because I thought it was like the most incredible idea, you know, like, oh my gosh, I could teach someone how to sew. And I went out and I, and it was for local. It wasn't even for online or anything like that. I didn't even do an e-course or nothing. It was just a local thing. And I marketed it and I was like, who can this be good for? I did the homeschooling. I tapped into the homeschooling community. I was like, boom, I marketed. And it was one of my first, first like events and only two students showed up, but I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And I realized while I was teaching the class, I was like, thank God there's only two students because I hate this. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's it. For sure. I did not like you to don't teach. Do. No, yeah. it was, a, it was. I think it was like a three-week class. I taught them how to sew their own purses. It's not, it's not that I didn't like, I don't like teaching. I do love teaching, but I did not like teaching to sew. <laughs> I was no. like, for me. But I would have never realized that if I didn't just try right? Exactly. And I feel like that's one of the, I guess, the secrets 
is to just go out there and try because you never even know totally. if you'll love it and you're always having your head I could have been this like how about maybe not <laughs> because maybe you would have oh hated it you know you would have never known if it was good for you or exactly. not good for you and so exactly. that's pretty much one of the things that happened to me oh, <laughs> like- I love it I love it because my mom came to visit us when I was recording the videos for my sewing e-course and I grew up with her she's a seamstress I grew up with her doing that for a living from our home and she says to me she's like Gotti, you shouldn't be teaching other people how to sew because <laughs> she's like she's like that top she thought I was terrible <laughs> but you're right like the first video I was so like freshy face and like hey guys who's ready to make their backwoods mama you know pantaloons or whatever and by video 38 I'm just all ragged I'm like okay guys now we're gonna have to baste again like you know the oh man yeah I'm like this isn't me but yeah you gotta try and um you know my daughter's 17 and she's like what am I gonna do after high school and I told her you know just as important as knowing what you want to do is knowing what you don't want to do yeah right and she's like okay well I know I don't want to be the person at music festivals asked to empty out the porta potties I'm like there you go and yeah, you know what you're not going to do when you grow up. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah, what I want to try stuff. Uh, yes. And that's one of the things that I do want to like um, give our listeners. Like if you're thinking of doing something and you're on the fence about it, just do it. Because I agree. Yeah, because you can always pivot. You can always change. You can yeah. even see if it's really lights you up and it fires you up. And one of the things that fired me up was like transitioning from people love the way I was blogging and I was blogging about like how I was creating handbags and selling them, but custom, I was doing custom, I was all fancy. I was doing custom handbags and that's how I was monetizing my blog. And I was kind of doing stories through my, my handbags because I just found the power of storytelling. Hmm. And if you're able to incorporate telling a story within what your offer is, it actually creates a bigger impact than if it was you just um, putting it out there and say, hey, this is what, you know, this is what I created, you know, but if there's an actual genuine story and maybe even a lesson with the story, oh, that's going to go viral, depending on how you do it. That's really going to have people coming back because they're learning from you right? They're engaged. They're like, oh man, what's the story about? What's the next story? I, re- I feel like it's talking to me. Oh my gosh, I'm facing this in my life, you know? And, and you're giving them something and you're leaving them with a positive feeling and a, that positive emotion connection. And so boom, having that. And then, so I tied it in and then I would um, basically have people do a deposit and then, and that's how I, I began on. And then they, they would ask me, Linda, I love what you're doing. I love your blogging, you know, and I love your site. Can you do my website? <laughs> and that's when oh. I had a web design background. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a web design background. And so I was like, I would love to. And, and because it was more sustainable to do the websites instead of staying in this custom, you know, handmade place. <laughs> you know, and I'm not to knock handmade because I love handmade. And I always mm-hmm. love supporting like handmade options, but it just took a long time to create. Like I was always wondering how can I mass produce my creation? Yeah. You know? That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and there was an opportunity that I did get, you know, um, mm. with, um, 
a fabric designer that had worked with Terry Birch and her designs were also worn by Michelle Obama. Wow. Yeah. And I had the opportunity, but at the time I was a mom and the opportunity came in a point that I was going to sacrifice a bit too much of the time that I wanted with my child. And I was like, you know what, if I was a young 23 year old, I would have jumped on this opportunity, but I'm not, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, you know, that's, this is not the opportunity for me. So you have to set your priorities on what you want to do and, you know, and what, what's valuable to, for you to do. And that's what I, you know, and I had to decide, I'd rather decide to go with my family and figure that route out because very important to me, instead of going to this like shiny, this Mm -hmm. shiny object over here, it looks shiny and fresh, but there was a lot of sacrifice with it. Exactly. That was like the key word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I had to, and I had to decide that, but on that note, but my point was, if I can remember, because I'm having that mom brain moment (laughs) (laughs) is that, you know, having a story is really what's going to bring people into your, to your Mm -hmm. stuff. So now back to you. So you, you know, you saw that, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, my mom says I suck at sewing. I have to, (laughs) (laughs) I have to pivot. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so you teach now moms, mom coaches to land their first profitable month, right? Correct. Or their first <clears throat> clients. Yeah. Well, I, I work with both newer and more established coaches. So I help them simplify their biz. I help them um, get really clear on their niche, you know, getting known for one particular area, a struggle and come up with a marketing um, plan that's super simple, simple enough to execute and implement um, working part-time hours. I say working part-time hours, like you said, um, two kids I have, and I keep my work hours from the time that I drop them off at school to the time that I pick them up, even though my daughter now drives herself to school, but from nine till two is more than ample time to really put the wheels into motion of showing up in a simple way consistently to be creating like pretty sweet full-time income as a coach super mom friendly. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. can you take us a little bit into some, um, that free training that you have and you give us a sneak peek behind the curtain, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you set someone up? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, I offer a ton of free trainings, both in my Facebook group. Um, I am currently hosting one, um, time this recording it's mid June. So I have one called three day fully booked summer event. And all of my free trainings, I offer them like once a month, at least we always start at the same place, getting really established in your niche statement. So there's a difference between your niche and your niche statement. And how I like to explain it is your niche is kind of your public persona, whereas your niche statement is almost like this private anchor for you to start your day with meditating on. So every day I start the day, I light my candle, I sit on my little poofy poof thing there. And I just say, I help mom coaches who are struggling with getting clients reach their income goals. It's super simple, but it, again, it's the framework with, um, building my confidence, um, really directing all of my energy in getting really 
expert at that one problem. And of course, you know, struggling with any clients, it's not just one problem. It's like many, many little mini problems. So those are fodder for what I speak to. Like you were saying about sharing your story, right? That's what I do. Like showing up consistently. I write, I have my own podcast and then I send out a weekly email. And in that email, I sit and say to myself, like I'm writing to a friend slash my next client, like someone who's really struggling with what I'm here to help with. And I say to myself, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened this week. Like I'm about to talk to a friend and I share something from my own journey, right? Like if I was to write an email in this moment, I'm like, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened to me. Last night, I got devoured by a spider. I know <laughs> you can see me right now, but look at my throat. You can see there's like this huge <laughs> bulbous bite and it's oh, all over goodness. my body. And so I was just sharing with, um, before we hit record, I had a client call and I was telling her the story. And I'm like, this could be an example of me just snapping myself into my present reality and how that can serve my client. And then tying that in with my niche statement, who I help, what struggle I help them through and what results do I get them? How can I connect that with what's happening in my life right now? How can I inspire them with how I overcame a similar struggle? So just starting getting into that zone. So I have my freebie. I think that's what you're speaking to. Um, it's called the first step to your profitable mom coaching biz. And it is deciding on a niche statement and owning it even just for the next three months. Really, it walks you through the process of realizing this isn't a permanent fixture in your business. It's just to try it on. Like you're trying on a pair of fancy jeans. You're like squatting in it and walking around in it a bit. And I call it, um, it's this method I call it the niche smoothie. You just stick a whole bunch of things into this proverbial blender and hit frappe and out comes four contender niche statements for you to try on and see how it feels. And its intention is for you to be really clear on the tangible results um, that your ideal client gets from working with you. So you can like show up in your, in your marketing, super confident, your offer simple, your results simple, and people would be crazy pants not to want to work with you. That's awesome. And that's definitely needed and really yeah. actually really powerful. Our minds are so powerful because whatever yeah. we believe is what we're going to receive. Totally, so yeah. I love that because we do have to we do have to put forward the effort of how we're saying what we're saying and yes. why we're saying what we're saying, not just in the public eye, but also to ourselves. Because once we believe the words that we're saying to ourselves, which is the, what makes that impact is what makes that power happen, like that other people can feel it as well, like that energy, like you were talking about that energy is the seeds that we plant within ourselves that people can see the fruit of what we yeah. are. Right. And totally. so thank you so much, Kathy. That is so powerful. Where can people find you? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you Google Kathy Stoll, Kathy with a K, Stoll, S-T-O-W-E-L-L, -L, you'll find me. Um, and if you head to my website, blissbeyondnaptime.com, you can see um, where you could put your name and email to grab that freebie, uh, the first step to your profitable mom coaching biz. And it walks you through my niche smoothie method. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks and for having me. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. And join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.